Okay, cool. So let's just go ahead and dive in. So um, obviously the title of this one is going to be all about gym intimidation. Uh, so some of you um, uh, may have experienced this in the past and maybe you don't experience it anymore or maybe some of you still experiencing or still experience it to this day. Um, and what I mean by gym intimidation is basically going to the gym gives you a little bit of stress, gives you a little bit of anxiety. You maybe feel like you don't really quite know exactly what you're doing. You feel maybe embarrassed when you go over certain areas of the weight room or in the gym. Uh, maybe you feel like all eyes are on you. You feel uncomfortable. You feel nervous. You feel like people are watching you and judging you. Um, you know, this is something that I experienced, uh, before, especially, uh, back in when I first kind of started college, I kind of experienced it. Um, and you know, this, this whole topic just came to my head recently because I was having a conversation with a client. I swear all of my, (laughs) all of my podcast ideas just stem from conversations that I have with clients all the time. Uh, but I was having a conversation with this client and, uh, she was talking about how she, um, feels a little bit intimidated with the gym and that's been a struggle of hers for a while, uh, which got me thinking about this other client that I had uh, a couple of years ago who she struggled with this too, but she like really overcame it. So I thought I would come on here and talk about ways to overcome this gym intimidation or intimidation with the gym um, and give you like tangible steps on how you can overcome it. Um, So I guess like the first thing to just clear the air about is a lot of this comes from this fear that people are watching us, this fear that people are judging us, that people are looking at us and thinking like, oh, this person's doing this wrong. Um, like, and a lot of those fears that we have are kind of irrational fears or fears that aren't really going on. Like a lot of times when you go to the gym, like you think about what you're doing and you're watching people in the gym probably too. And the thoughts going on in your head when you're at the gym are probably, um, probably, wow, like this person looks like they're working really hard. Like that's impressive. Or you're looking at this person lifting this amount of weight and you're like, wow, she's really strong. Or you're looking at this person, maybe an older, um, gentleman or older woman. And you're like, wow, like, uh, that's really cool that they are coming to the gym, you know, at this age and staying active. Um, you're probably like, thinking about those types of things that, or you're probably like watching somebody do something and thinking like, wow, that's like a unique way to do this exercise. Never really thought about doing it that way. Maybe I'll try that on my next workout or something. Um, so you've, you're probably having those types of thoughts. You're probably not having a whole lot of thoughts. At least I hope not of like watching other people and you judging other people and thinking like, wow, this person is really out of shape. Why are they here? Or or this person has no idea what, what in the world they're doing. Like they should leave. You're probably not having very many of those thoughts if those thoughts at all. So if you're not having those thoughts, the chances of other people having those thoughts regarding you are probably pretty slim. And also something to think about is maybe you don't even have any thoughts of people at all. Like you don't even really notice what other people are doing in the gym. You just have your headphones on, have your favorite playlist going, and you're just doing what you need to do. You're just going through your exercises, not really paying attention to other people. And if you're doing that, most of the other people are probably doing that too. So something that hopefully will ease your mind is like other people probably aren't doing much different things in the gym than what you're doing as far as what they're paying attention to while you're there. So if you're not paying attention to them 
or you're not judging them in a negative way, most people probably aren't looking at you and judging you the same way or a different way. Um, so something to just keep in mind too. And, you know, even if they are, let's say they are judging you, who cares? <laughs> like, you know, if they are judging you, you're probably never going to know it. They're not going to come up to you and say something and say, Hey, like you look like this, or you shouldn't be doing this or that. Like, they're probably not going to say anything. So you probably will never actually know. And if they are judging you, it's just a reflection on them and how insecure they are. And it, it's not going to really affect you at all unless you allow it to, because um, like I said, they're not going to come up to you and tear you down 99 times out of a hundred. Uh, they're just going to sit in silence and judge you that way. And um, like I said, if they are judging you, it's probably out of their own insecurity um, of them for whatever reason, not doing something correctly or them just not having the self-confidence and um, taking it out on you where, like I said, like 99 times out of 100, no one's even going to say anything to you, even if they are judging you. So, it, you know, if you don't allow these thoughts to kind of circle in your head in the first place, then, um, then they can't, they can't affect you. Right. Um, so I just wanted to kind of start off with that point, but now I want to move into more, more specifics, because like I said, you know, I've had clients who have struggled with this and as like simple as it sounds to, just say, well, don't worry about other people. Like they're not judging you or if they are, they're not going to say anything. So you're ne you're never going to actually know. Sometimes it's like putting it that way is easier said than done. Sometimes remembering that isn't enough to just get that extra push you need to actually step into the gym and get there. So we need to have actual like strategic, um, uh, strategic str strategy, strategic strategies, <laughs> way to repeat myself, uh, strategic, um, tactics, I guess, to be able to get ourselves to the gym so we can see results. It's goes the same way with like, you know, when, when you, when you're on a diet or you're have a calorie goal, um, and you're struggling to hit your calorie goal, or you keep falling off track and someone's like, well, just stay on track. Like, obviously, yeah, like it's <laughs> obviously it's that simple to just stay on track, but it's not like you need to have certain strategies, right? Like if with your diet, if it's, you know, every weekend somebody wants to order pizza and that's throwing you off because of guilt or because of this, like we have to work through that specific guilt or we have to work through the specific um, piece of just like allowing your significant other or not allowing, but um, just going with the flow and having them order pizza when maybe you can have a conversation with them and say, Hey, like I really, this is really important to me to get in better shape. How about let's, you know, uh, make something at home or make our own pizza, right? A healthier version, right? Those are strategies that you can implement to attack like the core, uh, the core barrier, the core obstacle you're experiencing to then stick to your diet better versus just, you know, saying, well, just stick to your diet better, right? If you, if you have a coach or you've ever worked with somebody or you've had some kind of nutrition, quote unquote, nutritionist try to help you. And all they say is in the beginning, especially if all they say is just, just do better. Like that's not very helpful, right? Um, now it's obviously different if you guys brainstormed multiple different strategies and you know, you know, the strategies that you need to utilize to attack that core piece and you're just not executing on them, then some, there, there comes a point where there's not much else you can say or st strategize with. And it's just the fact of just doing it. But, you know, in the beginning, if you've never talked strategy about those kind of things, saying to just do it 
is isn't very helpful for most people. So we have to think of, you know, how can we um, make this process of going to the gym if we're have like crippling anxiety when we think about going? How do we make this possible for this person or for you? You know, if you're experiencing this. Um, so thinking back to this client that I had um, two years ago, like I mentioned, uh, who she was struggling with a lot of gym anxiety. She was really struggling to just step foot in the gym in general. Like, you know, sometimes we have nervousness or anxiety or gym intimidation, thinking about going into like the weight room section of the gym or thinking about going to the cardio section or whatever section it is that you feel nervous about or uncomfortable. And sometimes we have that, but this client, she did not want to step in the gym at all like it was a huge fear for her um so we literally started from ground zero with this client um so i think she's a perfect example for this too because of that um but she started from ground zero she hated going to the gym was so nervous to go um the very first like couple of weeks uh so you know when you sign on as a client you know we we fill out this long questionnaire asking about, you know, how many, um, uh, well, the questionnaire covers a lot of things, past medical history, what your dieting history is like, any medications you're taking. Um, but one thing that we do ask on that questionnaire is how many days a week can you commit to working out and what kind of gym access do you have? What kind of equipment is at that gym? Uh, so this client, she had a gym membership at Planet Fitness. She, um, I believe she said she could commit to three days a week, I think. It was either three or four. Uh, so um, you know what I did was I wrote her out a workout program for um, uh, you know Planet Fitness, working out uh, three to four days a week. Um, I think, it, I don't know, it was either three or four, one of those two. Um, but, you know, made the exercise tailored to what her physical capabilities were. And um, after the first uh, couple of weeks, she admitted that you know, she hasn't stepped foot in the gym at all. She hasn't done any of the workouts. And she explained then, you know, why. And it was because of this huge anxiety she had regarding this, regarding the, um, regarding this, the gym. I almost said regarding the scale. Um, regarding the gym, she hated stepping foot in it. It scared the living crap out of her. Uh, so now we had to develop a strategy on how do we like get you to the point where you actually can do workouts in the gym. Uh, so what we did was we started her off with, I was like, okay, you know, we're having all this anxiety regarding just stepping in the gym in general. Let's not even worry about doing any workouts. Um, uh, let's just focus on our step goal right? Super easy. Don't have to worry about doing any exercises you feel uncomfortable with. All you have to do is just walk. Like, let's just walk um, from the beginning and start there. So we kind of scratched the whole workout program and we started with walking. And what I asked her to do was just one day a week, just one, not two days, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, just one day a week, Let's go to the gym and walk on the treadmill for some of those steps. Um, so all the other steps throughout the week, you can get just walking throughout your neighborhood. You have a treadmill at home. You can walk at home. Um, you can walk around your house if you want. But just one day a week, let's go to the gym and walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes. I believe it was 20 minutes that we just started out with that very first week. So we went from having the kind of expectation of doing four workouts a week in the gym 
Uh, two, not even really doing any like structured lifting workouts at least, but just going to the gym for 20 minutes in the entire week to just get some steps in, just walk on the treadmill. So that's where we started. And then what we did from there is we did that for around, it was like two to three weeks we did that. She was hitting her 10,000 steps. That was her goal. She was hitting that every single day. And 20 minutes of those steps came from inside the gym at Planet Fitness. Um, And then after two to three weeks, we bumped it up to two days um, in the gym of just just walking still. We bumped it up to two days um, of 20 minutes walking on the treadmill in the gym. Uh, And then we did that for... Um, two to three weeks. And then after two to three weeks, we bumped it up to three days. And then I think, believe what we did after the, after that cycle is we, um, not only made it three days a week, but we bumped it up to let's do 30 minutes each time instead of 20. So we bumped up the time spent in the gym a little bit more. Um, and then after a few more weeks, we bumped it up to four and we bumped it up to 45 minutes instead of 30 minutes. So after a series of probably like three to four months, she was going to the gym four days a week um, and in the gym for 45 minutes at a time, which was huge for her because before on week one and two, she didn't even step foot in the gym at all. She sat in her car in the parking lot thinking about how like scared she was to walk in or how much anxiety she had before walking in and decided to drive back home. But now we're actively going to the gym four days a week. We're stepping in there for 45 minutes on those four days each. And then what was funny, or not what was funny, but what was really cool, what started to happen is she started reporting in her check-in responses and through messaging back and forth that like the workers at the gym started to like recognize her. Like she would walk in and they would rec- they would like remember her name and they would say, Hey, so-and-so like, um, uh, like really nice to see you, you know? And it was like this familiarity that was coming about between her and the gym employees. And she really enjoyed that. Like it made her feel special. It made her feel wanted. It made her feel like she belonged there. And it also helped to, and I've been doing a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of talking about identity lately. Cause I think it's huge when it comes to like any kind of transformation, but she started to like build this identity of somebody who regularly goes to the gym now. Like she was starting to fit that mold and she was like feeling confident in that. And as she started to like feel comfortable going to the gym four days a week, just walking still, but going to the gym and being in there, she like her other behavior started improving too. Like she got more consistent with her nutrition. She got better at um, making like choices for herself, right? Like if her significant other wanted to eat this, but she wanted to eat this to fit her goals, she made that decision versus in the past, she would fall into and fall victim to whatever her you know, partner was eating or whatever her friend was eating, but she was making more confident decisions in what she wanted to do for her health um, as time went on too. So like this whole thing, you know, just going to the gym, starting with 20 minutes, one day a week, just walking, started to evolve over time and got to four days a week to where she was a regular gym goer. Like the people at the gym at the front desk recognized her. They look forward to seeing her. And there was one time too, that she mentioned, she, um, uh, I don't know what the reason was off the top of my head. Like I said, this was a couple of years ago, but she 
she skipped one of her days in the gym because she, um, I don't know, it was something like work related maybe, or maybe she was traveling. So she still got her steps in, but she just had one less day in the gym versus the four. And the next time she went to the gym after having to miss that day, like the worker um, said something like asked like, Hey, like, you know, I, I didn't see you on Thursday, you know, like what happened or uh, was expecting to see you like you normally come on Thursdays. And that like made her feel so good that somebody like recognized that and recognized that, Hey, she's a regular gym goer. And that started to really boost her confidence. And then what we did from there is then eventually we ended up adding in one actual workout day then. So, um, on top of going to the gym four days a week, just to walk, we added in one full body day of just machines, uh, for her to do um, during the week as well. And she felt so much more confident doing that one day in the gym of machines than what she did, you know, four months prior, five months prior, trying to go in and go kind of all or nothing, you know, balls to the wall going from not stepping in the gym at all to trying to do like four days a week of, uh, strength training workouts. So we evolved to just one day of workouts doing just machines. And then eventually that got up to three days of workouts in the gym, plus feeling comfortable going in there and walking, obviously. And, um, over this time period, she ended up losing 30 pounds over this time period. And I believe it was, um, it was like six or seven months, um, that we went through this transition. Um, so like, I think this is a really important story to highlight for a couple of reasons. One, just how how important walking can be when it comes to losing weight. Like that makes such a big difference with how many calories we burn per day. Like I've had so many clients who they're going to the gym four days a week even and like they're lifting, but their steps are at like five, 6,000 per day, maybe even 7,000. 7, we bump those up to 10,000 and they immediately start seeing better results because they're moving around more. Um, and the fact that she lost 30 pounds by pretty much just walking the whole entire time. Like I said, we, we just started implementing like the workouts near the end. So we weren't really doing the actual workouts for very long. Um, it was mostly the walking that helped her lose pretty much all those 30 pounds. Um, so I think that's one reason why it's super important to highlight this story. But then also just to highlight like how big small changes can make or how big of an impact small changes can make when it comes to like progressing or, uh, you know, along your journey. Like she started with 20 minutes, just one day a week, um, and then trans, you know, transformed into three days a week of full body lifting workouts, plus being able to walk in the gym. Um, and I bet you like if I had told her in the beginning um, when she first started that, Hey, we're going to get to this point where we're going to be doing three full body days in the gym of machines. And we're going to be getting our walks in on the treadmill at the gym. She probably would look at me with like her eyes wide open and think like, you're, you're crazy. There's no way I can do that because, um, I'm so scared of the gym, but like we started off with the smallest thing possible for her to do and built our way up. Um, and we do this with, with clients too, with, with their food. Um, like we start super small if we have to, to where like maybe, you know, they don't even have a protein goal. Maybe, um, the only thing we're focusing on is, uh, calories, or maybe, you know, we're not even focusing on calories and we're just focusing on tracking your normal intake, right? Not even having a goal, but just getting you conscious of the decisions you're making. Or maybe we're just, you know, getting used to tracking in general 
And maybe we're just asking you to track just one meal a day at first. And I actually just uh, uh, was on a call with a client yesterday and she's she's been going through a lot. Um, uh, she just started about four weeks ago and, uh, you know, impressive enough, she's down like five pounds right now, but she hasn't really been able to be super consistent with tracking, super consistent with hitting her goals. She's had a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, uh, so she's had like a lot of really rough things in her everyday life go on. Um, so we kind of regrouped and we're like, okay, we're not, we're not going to focus on a calorie goal right now. I just want you to just track one meal a day lunch. How about let's just track lunch and that's it. You know, don't even worry about breakfast or dinner, you know, make conscious health choices with those meals, but let's just track lunch. And that's what her goal is for this week. And what we'll likely do is do that for a couple of weeks. And then after a couple of weeks, we will build up to, okay, maybe let's track two meals a day now. Um, And then we'll just continue to build on that over a span of, you know, a couple of months. And before we know it, like she's going to be tracking all of her meals. She's going to be nailing her calorie goals. She's going to be seeing a ton of fat loss. Uh, like like I said, she she's already down five pounds, which is um, pretty incredible just because she's been more conscious since joining the program. But um, her results will like get start to pick up even more uh, once we kind of just work through those steps, um, you know, slowly. Um, so don't think that you have to, like if you're trying to make a change or trying to implement something like this, you can start very small and work your way up. That way, the goal that you're aiming for initially, like that first step, you want it to be challenging to where you feel like accomplished after doing it. Um, but you don't want it to be too difficult to where it's super overwhelming to where you never achieve it. But then you don't want it to be too easy too, because then you're not going to get that sense of like reward after doing it. Like if I were to ask her, um, to just drive and sit in the gym parking lot for five minutes and leave, Sure, she probably would have done that and it would have been easier for her to achieve, but it wasn't as much, it wasn't enough of a push to like get her to feel accomplished like she actually, you know, did something because it's that sense of accomplishment that gives us that like positive reinforcement that makes us want to continue to get better. Um, So when you're thinking about the steps you're going to make, you want them to be small but you don't want them to be too small to where it's too easy, but you don't want them to be too big to where it feels like too big of a mountain to climb over. Um, uh, so I thought, I thought it was a really good story to share. Um, and a really good example of how small changes getting like 1% better every, every couple of weeks even will eventually yield to just some dramatic results, losing 30 pounds over six to seven months, um, you know, over a long period of time. Um, and you can take this approach if you're somebody who like, well, you're like, well, I, I'm already okay with going to the gym. I have no problem going. It's just utilizing the, you know, barbells in the gym is scary to me or doing like the leg press with like plates versus the late, the leg press with like the machine pinholes. Like maybe that's scary, but the machine pinhole leg press, like you've gotten strong enough to where it's too easy for you, but using the free weight one is too, is too intimidating. Like just ease into it. Maybe like, you know, you start this week and you don't even use that leg press, but maybe you just like do some exercises in that area, like kind of stand near the leg press a little bit and do like arm curls or something. And just being in that environment, being in that space helps you to then feel a little bit more comfortable. And then, you know, over time you can switch to, okay, maybe I'll do two sets of leg press on my machine, even though it's a little bit too light, and then do my third set, maybe my last set, 
on the actual leg press with the free weights. And then, you know, after a couple weeks, you do two sets with the free weight leg press. And after a few weeks, then you do all three of your sets and you just ease into it that way. Like there are levels you can take, um, you know, along this to help progress to that end goal that you want, but you can do it in steps. That way it's not as intimidating. So, um, I uh, thought I would share that because uh, I thought it was super helpful because uh, I know a lot of you, a lot of people struggle with uh, this intimidation with the gym, whether it's going to the gym in general, whether it's um, doing certain exercises or it's um, uh, doing like using certain pieces of equipment and something else. If it's a certain exercise that you really feel uncomfortable doing, like do it in your home a few times. Like maybe you don't have a like a barbell back squat, but just do like a body weight squat and just really like close your eyes and picture yourself with a barbell on your back doing it. I know it sounds like really, really wooey, really weird. You're like, okay, this isn't going to translate, but it really does. Like if you continuously visualize yourself doing something like that, especially something that feels intimidating for you, uh, when you actually get in that space in the gym and you're going to actually do it, you're going to feel more comfortable doing it. Um, and this is like, this has been shown in like research time and time again with athlete athletes. Like, um, if you picture yourself doing something like physically, um, uh, you're going to be more proficient in it when you actually like do it, like actually do it physically versus sitting there and just visualizing it. Um, like this has been looked at in like power lifters, like the more power lifters visualize themselves, like hitting a squat PR the night before they actually go in and squat, uh, the better their squats feel and the more likely they are to actually hit that lift. Um, same thing with, you know, other, other athletes, basketball players, like picturing themselves shooting and making baskets at in certain like positions on the court and then actually going and doing them the next day. Um, they're more likely to, you know, actually make those shots after they visualized it multiple times in their head. So do the same thing with these exercises. And I know you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not an athlete. Like it's not as big of a deal. Like, yeah, it is like you breaking through these plat mental plateaus or mental barriers, I should say. And you personally, like your mindset breaking through to the next level is just as important as somebody playing a sport or some athlete, you know, powerlifting. Like this is your, your life and, um, you know, your health that we're talking about, because if, you know, you're able to do these exercises, you're able to challenge yourself more and you're able to progress more in the gym and you're able to see better results and lose more weight and feel better, feel healthier. So all this stuff is super important. And if you're struggling because mentally this spot in the gym is intimidating for you, then using these techniques, um, uh, is well worth it. So, um, Hopefully this podcast, hopefully you found it helpful. Hopefully you found this video informative. Um, uh, definitely if you end up trying any of these strategies, definitely let me know, like send me a message, um, or share this, you know, on your Instagram story, Facebook story. Um, and just let me know, like if you try doing this, you know, how successful it can be, because I've seen firsthand with clients that I work with directly, how successful it can be. So, um, if they, if they can do it and they can find success with it, then, uh, you absolutely can too. So, uh, hopefully this was helpful. Um, hope you enjoyed it and I hope you had a great, uh, weekend and I will see you in the next one.